Welcome back to Uncorked, another podcast brought to you by Team Corker. It's such an honor to have Kelsey on the show today. Kelsey was introduced to the Corker Co. from a sweet yoga class led by Cecily Elmas, brought to you by One Yoga. And it's impossible to not be incredibly inspired by Kelsey's raw, honest, vulnerable vibration. And when we met her online, we thought, I want to know so much more. She's a hypnotherapist who left a career of 16 years in the beauty space to really understand our imagination and our curiosity and go beyond our thinking brain and get into our feeling brain. It was a conversation I really enjoyed, and I hope you will too. Check her out and enjoy the show. Hey, Kelsey, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Well, this is what happens when you show up to Cecily Elmas's yoga class and Cecily says, there's someone really great in the middle of Canada that you need to talk to. And I'm so glad you said yes. Yeah. Thank you. I have my own podcast and I was like, I really should be a guest on some podcasts. And then it just happened that you messaged me. So it was meant to be. Oh, that's so perfect. I love this podcast. I think this is our fourth season fourth year perhaps, because I think there are so many interesting conversations to pull out of places that we aren't having conversations. So while Instagram and Google, we, you know, you can find a lot out about each other. I still remain so curious about what is underneath all of these posts and filters and hashtags that we don't know about. And so undeniably the link will be in the show notes of where people can find you online. And I'm excited to hear about some of the tales beneath these posts of yours. (laughs) (laughs) And just before we hit record, we were riffing on, it's the end of January, what are New Year's resolutions? And Cecily and I had actually just in a previous episode spoke about what needs to be removed from our lives in order to create the space of intentions. I don't know if I really resonate with resolutions anymore either. Yet without further ado, what is your experience and your thoughts on resolutions at this time of year? Well, I think it's something that we all put pressure on ourselves. I've been very mindful for myself to not get caught up in these resolutions, yet I was still being pressured by social media and like you said, Instagram and Google and everybody posting all of these things. And I was mindful and I was still catching myself being caught up. And so I think people who are maybe on a different journey or maybe not familiar about how resolutions can really affect our mental health, it can become difficult. And we put this pressure on ourselves to perform in a certain way or that we should, I dislike that word should, but that we should be doing this grand thing, whatever that looks like. Mm, Yeah. So what do you do instead? I really just visualize. I am a hypnosis practitioner and I think we underutilize our imagination. So we have our subconscious mind and the language of our subconscious mind is really imagination. Like when we were a kid and we imagined that we would fly to the moon or that when we bumped our knee, our mom would kiss our knee better and the pain would go away. But that's the power of our imagination. And I think it's a really underutilized tool Mm. that we as adults don't necessarily go towards. And so I think just visualizing what it is you really want rather than what you think you should be doing. Mm. 
Okay, well, then let's start there. And can you introduce yourself to us? How do you spend your days and what do you want us to know about you? Well, most of my days are spent chasing my children around my house. Amazing. (laughs) And feeding them snacks. So that's my main gig. Yes. (laughs) And when I'm not being a snack provider or a chaos coordinator, I am a hypnosis practitioner and... I use the term coach loosely. I provide space for people to really explore their subconscious mind and to kind of explore the sides of us that we don't like to show people or we don't like to experience all the time. Those kind of yucky feelings that we've kind of hidden away. Yeah. And why do people come to you for hypnosis work? So hypnosis is all about the subconscious mind and our conscious mind is the part of our mind that is like the analytical and the reasoning. And there has to be an explanation for everything. And we're always caught up in that space, usually from a day-to-day perspective. And our subconscious mind is the, the place in our mind where all of our feelings and our emotions are stored. And most of our belief patterns are set in stone by the age of seven, And so I kind of joke about this and say that we have seven-year-olds running our mind and running our life, but it's kind of true and kind of scary all at the same time. And so if we have unprocessed trauma or things that people said to us, we operate from a level that maybe isn't serving us the best way that it could be. So Mm -hmm. I really work in that kind of headspace and that part of the mind. Goodness. Yes. I mean, I think of my seven-year-old self. Sometimes I write her notes. I'm like, dear Steffi, here's what you need to know right now. And then I realize that I'm not seven anymore. And sometimes it can feel like a little less play and less imagination. And there is something very magical about living in our imagination. That is for sure. And it isn't uncommon to not know when we don't have unprocessed trauma. So sometimes it can be easier to identify it in someone else versus identify it or recognize it for ourselves. And so what would you say are the like beginning points or the access points for oneself to consider? I have some unresolved things I need to explore. I should call help. Yeah, for sure. I really focus on anxiety and not anxiety is like this scary medical disorder or something that we're afraid of, but more anxiety is a feeling like anger or happiness or joy or sadness. Anxiety is just a feeling. And what it's telling you is that something's not quite right. Mm -hmm. And so typically if you're feeling anxious or stressed about something, you have something being unanswered inside of your mind or your body. And so that's kind of step number one is just being really curious about your feelings or just asking yourself, well, that's really interesting that I feel that way. Or why do I feel that way? And just getting really curious with yourself and, and asking yourself questions of, you know, is there something in my past that has activated this within me or triggered? I use the word in quotations trigger. I don't really love that word, but activating or something that's being brought up. And so just being fully aware of your, what you're feeling in your body, in your mind, and just being really curious. Mm. Yeah. Curiosity. So imagination and curiosity feel like two things that somehow get snuffed when we surpass the age of seven. (laughs) Right. I so wish that we could go to like curiosity camp. How do we just cultivate a gene that says, stay curious? Do you have an answer to that? Do you know how we can cultivate more curiosity in our lives? 
It's something that I'm still continuing to work on, but I think just creating that habit. We're in a society where we need to be fulfilled very quickly and we're moving on from this to this to this, and it has to be fast or else we're not interested. Mm -hmm. And so that's just how we operate these days out of habit. We scroll through Instagram quickly and we tap quickly and it's like a feeling comes in and we dismiss it and we move on to the next thing or we're distracted by something. So we don't have time to sit with those feelings. So I think just creating a habit of slowing down so you can actually notice when they come up. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so well said. My good friend, Jackie Carr was just speaking about a book that she read called Dopamine Nation. Have you heard of it? No. You know, you speak of scrolling or you speak of instant gratification and we are so addicted to the dopamine high. We're so addicted to the hit and In the same way, we're also addicted to surpassing a negative emotion as quickly as possible. And it hurts my heart to think we can't miss out on the low or we won't appreciate the high. And how do we come back to, you know, a homeostasis state that we can actually live a really wonderful life in? I just think of like the impact to our nervous system if we're always high and low and dopamine high is not a sustainable state for us to exist in and yeah, slow down and sit in it in the good and in the not good. I feel you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. We started this on resolutions and it feels appropriate to say I'm so for slowing down and I'm really excited to hear what you have on the horizon for the year ahead, because I think you are coming at it from such a place of intention and my sense is that you're not here to speed through the year. So what do you have on the horizon for you in 2022? Yeah. So my family, my husband and my kids and I just bought a camper, a little, not an expensive camper at all. We just purchased it and we are planning to spend a lot of time together at the lake and just making lots of memories and, Yeah, just like you said, slowing down and really soaking in every moment. Mm -hmm. It was a wake up call for me (laughs) this new year where I was like in the fall time, my son is going to kindergarten Mm -hmm. and I'm not sure how that happened, but this year is all about just embracing those moments and soaking it in before he grows up and goes to kindergarten. Yeah. I guess it's like when school starts, he's, he's out. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I can't help but ask the rear view mirror question of that. And actually someone had asked me this question, which was, what do you wish you had more of in 2021? And does that impact how you're planning 2022? I think in 2021, it's all in hindsight, right? Like at the time I was doing the best that I could, but I think just really focusing on exactly what I wanted. I was transitioning out of a beauty industry career of 16 years, and I'm now doing hypnosis and more mind work. And I was really scared Mm. and I was really nervous because that's all that I ever knew. And I was scared to take the leap and I was scared to fully give my all to this, but I was never really able to fully grow into this until I was able to let go of the other thing. And again, hindsight is always something that's there, but I think just trusting myself more, I guess would be the answer. Trusting myself that things are working out the way that they're supposed to, and things are sometimes supposed to be scary and to just jump in 
two feet and just go for it. Yes. Two feet in. (laughs) I really appreciate you sharing that because I think that this is also the season where we think that it's easy to make radical changes in our lives and change all of our habits overnight and wake up and it's a new year and a new me. And I'm like, new year, same great me. I don't want a new me. And I want to change because isn't that the essence of life? And we're here to change. And I guess that's full circle of like, we're here to experience scary things and we're here to know what it's like to do new things. And it doesn't mean it won't be uncomfortable along the way. And that's the whole darn point, isn't it? Yeah. And I think people get nervous for the word change, but I love the word evolve. Mm, Beautiful. Yes. Let's evolve together. Yeah. Yeah. I heard that when a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, the time of transition, the caterpillar becomes literally a blob, like just a glob. And then it becomes a butterfly. And I thought it was so powerful that evolution isn't always pretty and it's not perfect and easy. And there are parts of it that we don't see. The caterpillar just doesn't become the butterfly. It goes through a bit of an ugly stage to get there. So how wonderful that evolution and change is going to have different, you know, seasons and that's all part of it. Yeah, that's amazing. And it also goes back full circle to sitting with those uncomfortable moments, not just our feelings and our emotions and what we're thinking, but also those lulls where we're feeling like nothing's happening and we're feeling stagnant. But that's sometimes where the biggest change and the evolution is actually happening when you're that blob. Or in the stillness, like let us relish in the stillness. It won't always be still. We know that to be true. Absolutely. Speaking of stillness, I would be remiss to say that we came to know each other through Cecily's yoga class. And I would love for you to share your experience with yoga and your relationship with getting on the mat and what that has meant for your own journey. Oh, it's been amazing. So I've always been interested in yoga, but it was nothing that I could ever fully prioritize. I just never understood it enough, I guess. And like I said, everything just seems to flow and happen when it should. And to trust that because in July, I was really struggling with my mental health and I ended up having quite a bad panic attack. And it was kind of like the turning point for me where I was like, Hey, I can't live like this anymore. Enough is enough. And then that exact weekend I got accepted into the indigenous yoga training in Saskatchewan for all of August. And so my kids stayed back home three and a half hours away with my partner for the whole month of August. And I went and took my yoga teacher training. And there I met Ryan Lear, who owns One Yoga. And yeah, so I've started my yoga journey. And it's just something that has just grounded me and really opened my eyes to just so many things. And it's something that I practice daily. And I'm enjoying uh, learning from all the amazing teachers there. So Oh, my heart. We love Ryan dearly and deeply. Ryan has also been a guest on the podcast and Cecily and Peter and the One Yoga crew are a very, very special group. And despite all of the challenges, undeniably, that COVID has presented, I always say that I'm so grateful that One Yoga is available online because I live in Whistler, British Columbia, about an hour and a half from the One Yoga studio in Vancouver. And I wouldn't have access to One Yoga 
if I was living here and they weren't online. So I set my computer up on my fireplace and I have my dog and we do yoga together and it feels really special. So knowing that you were in the presence of Ryan is of course very special and knowing that we can all still practice together. It feels like undeniably a COVID blessing. Absolutely. Yeah. And we talked about that stillness or that slowing down or sitting with your emotions or your feelings that are uncomfortable. And I think yoga just really provides that safe space on that mat. When you're on that mat, nothing else really matters. You're just in that moment. And I love that. I love that. I'm with you that we need to find who we are on the mat, off the mat more often. And I think it's a beautiful thing to recognize that more often than not, we don't practice yoga alone and we don't need to practice life alone. And that can come in so many different shapes and sizes and forms. And it can be over a podcast where you're just listening to this conversation, or it can be one-on-one in work with someone like yourself. Yeah. And just to remember, like, we're not alone in the journey ever, ever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's some silver linings with COVID, right? It's, we, at times can feel isolated, but it's really allowed us to expand our horizons from just outside our household or our communities even, and just expanding it into meeting other people throughout the entire world that are similar to us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Like this, here you are minus 40 something where you are. And just for context, like we don't really need to talk about the weather until you need to talk about the freaking weather. (laughs) Like you're snowed in and I'm snowed in and the weather's changing 40 degrees at a time and we're all freaking out. So let's just keep that in perspective as well. (laughs) Yeah. I actually just did a post today on my Instagram about how this crazy cold snap. Yeah. It's, it's been minus 44 here for about two and a half weeks over Christmas. It's been tough. And just when you think you can't handle anything else, at 3 a.m. just takes a turn in a 180 and it's only minus five. And I just feel like that's such a metaphor for life. It's like when you feel like you just can't take one more thing, somehow it all just turns around and it always works out. Well, if there is one way to end it, it's on that, that minus 44 (laughs) can swing 40 degrees and it can feel like a spring day in the dead of winter in the middle of Canada. Kelsey, we wrap every podcast with one final question. And that is what is currently making your heart beat faster? Oh, I just love my kids. (laughs) They're my everything and they just make life interesting. And, and I joke about chaos, but it's good chaos. And Good chaos. It's imagination and curiosity. I can only imagine all day long. Yeah. (laughs) That's beautiful. Thank you so much for your time. We'll make sure there's notes below on how people can connect and reach out to you. And I hope that your year is full of a lot of time on and off the mat. Thank you. Thank you.